This episode of the Porter Notes podcast is brought to you by Sheila Trago Baby Quip. Leave the bulky baby gear at home. Traveling with a baby means packing a lot of stuff. Now, instead of lugging everything, you can rent clean and safe baby gear essentials at your destination and have them delivered to your door. Choose from cribs, car seats, strollers, toys, and so much more. If you are in the South Central Wisconsin area, go to babyquip.com backslash Sheila473. That's S-H-I-E-L-A 473. And Sheila Trago will be able to provide you with the baby gear you need. Go to babyquip.com backslash Sheila, S-H-I-E-L-A 473 to find out more. All right, let's get started. This is Alex, and welcome to another episode of the Porter Notes Podcast. <laughs> I just love those pregnant pauses. Don't you? Like that one. Okay, okay. How are you? How is everybody? What's happening in your world right now? It's probably pretty good, right? I mean, everybody's getting vaccinated, aren't you? Everybody's looking towards the future, looking towards getting back out into the world again. Everybody's looking towards getting together, right? Oh yeah, the vaccinated part, yeah. It doesn't require that, but, well, it kind of does. So everybody here in this house, we're vaccinated. We've gone through it. I've I was the last one, actually, and I got my second shot about two weeks ago, a little over. And, yeah, it was a little rough. The first one was more rough than the second, to be honest with you. And I, from what I understand, that seems to be the case with a lot of people who have actually gone through COVID. But, rough. And I think about COVID, no, <laughs> it wasn't rough at all. I was tired. I was tired for a day. And my arm hurt for about three days. In the scheme of things, that's not really rough. And anybody over the age of 16 right now can schedule an appointment and get in there and get your shot. So please do. Because those of us who are vaccinated still have maybe a 5% chance of contracting the virus. So we'd like to be able to hang out together, and that would include everybody. So let's the best way we can get that down would be if everybody got vaccinated, and then that percentage gets even lower. So I think that's all I'm going to say. No, that's not all I'm going to say about this. I'm going to say one more thing. I was recently asked about the podcast. I usually end my interviews by letting the person know that I'm talking to that I appreciate them. 
And it's true. I do appreciate them. I do appreciate everybody. I appreciate everybody that takes the time out to talk with me. And that includes people who send me messages or emails regarding the podcast. And it, please do send us send us a, an email. You, the email address is uh, porternotes at gmail.com. Send it along, and I'm happy to converse with anybody. And I do appreciate you. Dear listener out there, I appreciate you, and I want you to listen. I want you to listen to my podcast. I want you to listen to other people's podcasts, too. I want you to be around. So the vaccine is one way to help with that. You get where I'm coming from. This episode of the podcast has an interview with the awesome bluegrass rock Americana blues jazz duo Wise Jennings. Many of you out there are aware of Wise Jennings, and if you're not, this is a great way to get acquainted with them. My personal favorite song of theirs is one called Hot Stuff. It's a good tune. Get the opportunity to go to their site and listen to it. They are very smart, very fun, very talented. They are great performers. They're great people. So we're going to get into that here in just a moment. I want to throw a shout out to the wonderful people of New Hampshire and the wonderful people of Colorado because in between the last episode of the podcast and now they've been listening. It's been showing up in our metrics and that is really cool so the rest of you out there I'm not going to go through the list I didn't last time and I'm not going to continue to do this but it'd be really cool if everybody out there who's listening could turn a friend on to this show I really enjoy doing it and I hope that you guys enjoy listening to it because it is a good time I often say that when do you really have the opportunity to sit down with somebody without any distractions and talk with them? It's, it's pretty rare nowadays. When do you do this? When do you have that time? When do you turn the phone on to silent or, or leave it in the other room? When, when does this happen? It doesn't happen that often. So you get that opportunity to do that. It's very special. And those of you listening, you can be a part of this and listening to it is, is one thing but you can ask questions of me to maybe forward on to the folks that I talk to and it could even be somebody that I've already talked to I'm in contact with everybody that I've that I've had on the podcast already so if there is something that comes up and you have a question you can funnel that right through me so if you wanted to talk to Rabbi Forrester or if you wanted to talk to Roscoe Foster I can get that over to them no problem. If you wanted to know more about Mado Moore and his awesome books that he's got out there and Karinji, I can send that over to him if you're interested. I can get you guys connected. If you wanted to talk more with Clark Peterson, I can do that. This is a, a great opportunity to connect really cool people. And if you're listening, yeah, you're a really cool person too. Hey, guess what? I am putting out an album soon. I started with this process last fall. Like previous music ventures, I can't tell you what's sparked this one. <laughs> it just 
It was me sitting down with a guitar or with a bass and my phone and recording some things to metronome and kind of blossoms into something new. And this is just nine tracks like the album, the premedication tapes, which I released in 2017. But I'm pretty happy with these. They're mostly upbeat. I've done a little bit of music experimentation. Premedication tapes might have been a little bit on the darker side. This is a little bit more upbeat, I think. And I, I find that kind of funny because we were coming out of a time that wasn't terribly upbeat, but I've been trying to see the silver lining around the dark clouds, and I think that I've been able to do this. So the songs are progressing, and when it is complete, I will have, maybe I'll have a little something here on the podcast about it. Maybe I'll go kind of song by song on it. That might be fun. I might do that. And that I'm hoping to have done before the end of summer. So let's enjoy that, shall we? Also, now that we've been vaccinated, I think that Lori and I have intentions. Now, I know that Lori and I have intentions of doing more travel. So that means that there will be new episodes of America Land. So stay tuned for those. I think that we're planning to go to Illinois really soon. I know that's not terribly far for us, and it's not out of the ordinary for the type of weekend or day trip that we will do, but it is something, so we're hoping to have that coming up here pretty soon. I know that a lot of people enjoy those podcasts that we have, so you should get a kick out of the next one that will be coming up. All right, that's enough, I think, of the promotions here. Let's get into the interview. This is Melissa and Jeff of Wise Jennings. They have a lot of dates coming up. I don't really have the particulars on those. I'm going to share that with you right now. I don't have the particulars about their dates coming up because they've got a ton of them. But when the interview is over, I will share with you ways in which you can see what they've got going on, give their music a listen, you know, all of that cool stuff. So here is my interview with Melissa and Jeff from Wise Jennings. We have a show on Saturday, so we had to dust off the (laughs) cobwebs from us. It's hard to, uh, you know, get into the regular practice mode when you don't have any shows to play for. Yeah, it's, it is, gosh, it's, it's a challenge to keep the enthusiasm up sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. You guys did a show, what, three weeks ago at a theater? At, yeah, at the Bend Theater in West Bend. That was and that was amazing. That was, was so, yeah, it was so great. What made it so uh, great? Well, just the fact of, I mean, the, the venue is beautiful. Mm-hmm. They had limit, they are doing like limited capacity shows, like 25% capacity. And, mm-hmm. you know, the reality of it is, you know, if they were doing 100% capacity, it's not likely that they would have a band like us headline a show. Mm. You know, they'd be looking at trying to fill up the theater. You know, it's a little hard for, local bands especially when you're not from west bend to fill up a theater Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so we were given that opportunity and it was just 
it was awesome. Beautiful stage, great sound. The people that run it are just amazing folks, and you know, it was the, just so the, fun. The greatest part about it was, um, you know, it's a concert. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Bar gig. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, people are just listening to music, and so you can hear all the silences and the spaces, you know, within the music. And, um, you know, it's really, you know, I, I know you know this just as a performer, just really digging into the song and and giving it its space. And, you know, you're not worried about what song you're going to do next and, and is the crowd enjoying it. You know, mm-hmm. everybody was there bought a ticket to come and see us. So, you yeah. know, it's, uh, yeah, it feels real good doing something like that. We'd played a show at at a, at a bar in um, Dodgeville, and we're like, "This is our last bar gig. This is it. You know, we're <laughs> yeah. done. We're done with those." And and so we, yeah. you know, we upscaled to, um, you know, performance arts centers and breweries and outdoor mm-hmm. shows. And well, the the school of music that you guys had had the uh, string of shows yeah. at down in in Lake Geneva. You know, something where people just are going to be a little bit more respectful and there for, you know, kind of a singular purpose and that purpose not being getting drunk and being obnoxious. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that. Yeah. There is something there is something about um, we were playing in uh, Racine. Well, actually, years back, I was playing in Racine with one of my first bands and we were playing playing at a place called George's, which was known for live music. And and having people sit and listen and applaud at the end of a guitar solo, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Is, it's a real boost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it feels so good. It, it's yeah. We, we've kind of this year talked about it um, sort of similar. You know, when we got to the shutdown last March, we were we felt like we were on this like runaway train. Mm-hmm. Like we had signed up. I mean, our summer was so full and we had all these shows and shows that we were like, God, why did we take this show? And why, you know, we shouldn't be doing these kind of shows. Yeah. Like the, the bar shows. It's like, right. we were just filling up our schedule with stuff that was just unnecessary. And so we, through the course of this, we're like, well, once we start booking shows again, we're going to be a lot more selective about what we do. Sure. You know, we were, we had gone through this this phase where it's like anytime somebody would reach out to us, we're like, yes, mm-hmm. we can do it. Yeah, we're happy to do that. And now we're like, no, we're not going to do that. So it's it feels good to be in that spot where we can pick and choose like that. How long have I, the two of you been performing yeah. as a duo? How long has uh, it been? We, it's, this is uh, year four. Okay. Yeah. So, because no. I started when I was fifty, and I'm fifty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, that so when I was fifty, we um, decided to do some music, and we thought we would just learn some cover songs and have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we didn't intend on writing music or becoming an original music uh, group. It's just uh, something that kind of um, came out of that. Well, that early on then in your career at four years and doing mostly originals, yeah, you're still hungry enough that whatever comes your way, you're going to be like, yes, yes, because it might not come again. No, that's right. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think every band goes through that. 
you gobble up everything and anything <laughs> anybody any anyone will will push at you and then i i think it's a natural trajectory for anybody you mm -hmm. just and everybody's chasing the same thing you want to get to the next tier of gigs shows that have more prestige or more people they're, they're more desirable um there's more notoriety in the venue or the festival and I, we all shoot for those things and we're no different you know what area would you consider to be your 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 home turf milwaukee and even though we live in lake geneva it's definitely more the milwaukee area just because in lake geneva there's not really much of an appetite for original music <laughs> lake geneva is a, a touristy town mm -hmm. and the the bars and resorts and stuff here don't they just want you know background music and you know we haven't we there's one place that we play in town and that's at papa's blue spruce resort and that's every now and again a couple times a summer we'll play there and that's you know because the the owners are our friends and mm -hmm. they they get us and they want us to do what we do and we've met so many great people through that place so we you know, we always go back there, you know, if we're going to play in around Lake Geneva, it's going to be there or here at the wise farm. Sure. You know, we do, we do our own stuff here. So, um, yeah, but definitely mostly Milwaukee, you know, we've played a lot of places in Milwaukee. Most of our music connections are people from the Milwaukee scene. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say most, but a, a good portion of them, you know, uh, we draw more from there, but uh, we're, you know, one of our goals this year and beyond is to branch out more. We want to really get to different parts of the state and start doing more um, stuff in, in places that are not necessarily our, our home turf. Sure. So, um, and it's looking good for this summer. We've got quite a bit of stuff booked and a lot of stuff out in different parts, parts of the state. So, yeah. If you had started out then considering that you just wanted to play music and didn't really give it much thought in terms of writing songs, it's it's funny because you guys are great at writing songs. Your original okay. stuff is, is terrific. And uh, those of you listening at home, Melissa is pointing over her shoulder at Jeff um, <laughs> as to indicate that, that uh, you're chief songwriter. But um, that He's being... The well, that being said, though, it is it is definitely an experience to see the two of you perform live. You face each other. Uh, mm -hmm. Not that you don't perform for the crowd. You do, but you face each other. You, you as, as somebody who's watching the show, you do feel as though you're witnessing some real electricity on the stage. And so, Jeff, if you are writing this material... Uh, primarily, you know, maybe coming into the re rehearsal studio with, you know, the bones, the structure of the song, you must then have in your mind this idea of how this is going to work, this this melding of the both of you or this ping pong, maybe even back and forth, depending upon the song. How do you how do you keep that in mind when you're writing? Well, first of all, that's a really hell of a compliment coming from you. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, first on the whole dynamic of us doing stuff together, you know, it's, it's certainly not anything we ever anticipated would be interesting for people to watch, <laughs> you know, 
because it really <laughs> us looking at each other <laughs> stemmed from when we first started out. We didn't know what we were doing, so we had to watch each other really closely mm -hmm. for words and what we were doing in the songs. And um, and because we're, we both have stage fright, so you know we're deathly afraid to look out <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> but uh, don't make eye contact. <laughs> but you know, as as far as the songwriting goes, you know, first off, we wrote. Uh, just I'll make this really quick, but. We played like two shows and we got home and I said, I'm not doing this anymore because this sucks. <laughs> like we had rolled into this gastro pub, you know, and mm -hmm. the owner was saying, you've got too much equipment. You can't bring drums in here. And, you know, and, and putting up with all that stuff in order to play, you know, a bunch of cover songs. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've been through that in my lifetime. I, you know, I was 50. Like I've done all of that. I didn't need to do that again. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't have any luster for me. It had, I mean, it was such a bummer. And so Melissa said we should write songs. And I said, we're not going to write songs because they're going to suck. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> people don't write good music and I'm one of them because I had tried to write music in my twenties and all that stuff was terrible. And I did the world a favor and stopped trying to write songs. <laughs> and then um, we, um, so we sat down, wrote a couple songs together, and we played them at our next show. And people liked them. And then we'd write another song, you know, like once a week mm -hmm. and add them. And people were responding more positively to our original stuff than the stuff we were covering. Mm -hmm. And and then we realized that there was this world of original music going on. We had no idea that this world exists, that bands like yours um, or all the other thousands of bands were playing all these original original music uh, venues and festivals. And once we got wind of that, I think that really put some wind in our sails. Like, whoa, mm -hmm. this is really cool. And, and it was, it was, Pure and simple, the, the positive feedback and great vibes that we got from some people that started following us early uh, when we started playing. And then um, it just kept rolling. And But as far as the songwriting goes, I got to tell you, I, I, I can write a song now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting so much better at it. But what, and I'm not saying this to be a nice husband. It's really the <laughs> truth. Okay. Melissa does something, you know, she, so she sings the harmony, right? Mm -hmm. I sing. She she does something special with every song that makes it into something that it never was when I wrote it. And what we end up with are these really beautiful songs. And, it, you know, and, and we've also, you know, we're, we're, sing, we're singers of songs and we're tellers of stories. You know, that's our thing. You know, we don't shred the gnar on the guitar or anything <laughs> mm -hmm. else. You know, we've we've become storytellers and setting a vibe for different moods. And um, but I tell you what, it is the most amazing thing doing this with my wife, um, sharing mm -hmm. in it. You know, sharing in the the beauty and the greatness of it all and the fun. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, and, and making music together, I, you know, we never expect, this is such a surprise. You know, we were married for 11 years before we started doing this, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, and we never ever talked about doing music. Like it was, you know, just, we we're going to raise kids and buy a boat and drink beer on the lake. I mean, that's kind of was the plan, mm -hmm, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So do you find that, you know, with Jake, Jake, Jake is everything. Jake is singer, guitar player, uh, songwriter, arranger, that sort of thing. I, I've I've had the pleasure of being able to work with him in terms of you know creating my own bass lines, especially for the for the Nouveau Retro album. Um, prior to that, though, I was chief songwriter for for a couple of bands, and I think that for me, and I can ask ask you this, I had a certain level of. Um, I, I've, I found it hard maybe writing to try and sell this as something that I was going to do. Does it make it easier writing something knowing that maybe some of the focus is going to be away from you and it's going to be Melissa that's going to be doing, you know, most of the the singing on it? Does it does it help in the songwriting process or does that matter to you? Well, honestly, we do all the singing together. Mm -hmm. There's very little don't do together but she is the focus of everything um <laughs> you know for your listeners they don't know that i play the bass with my feet right and i play guitar and i sing right they'll come to a show and see her sing and play drums and play harmonica and they'll go oh my god how do you do that yeah i'm like dude i'm playing the bass with my feet do i get any credit no. what you know um, but he, he never gets any credit. Well, actually. you know, among among the things that you should be setting up among the multiple amplifiers, the the bass pedals and everything, perhaps yeah. some, you know, like take a take a tip from Chris Slade, uh, the drummer from, uh, gosh, the Firm and ACDC, and just put a mirror over your feet so Ooh. people out there can see your footwork. That's interesting, Alex. It takes him long enough to get his stuff set up. Their <laughs> <laughs> ideas. <laughs> no, you know what? But, but on the songwriting thing, and mm -hmm. um, that's so cool that you're a songwriter and it, having these kind of conversations. Like, you and I never get to have these kinds of conversations. Um, but um, the, uh, I, you know, M Melissa and I, you know, it's it's about a. Con um, she knows when we've got a song that really fits us well. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to the point where I'll write 20 songs and five of them fit us mm -hmm. really well. And we like the only thing I'm thinking when I get done writing a song is, is Melissa going to dig this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? And if she doesn't, uh, I either got to stick with her and try to sell her on the song or we just chuck it. And um, but all that matters to me is that we really both buy into the concept of the song. And that's the thing where I feel like, you know, the Everly brothers and other, you know, blood relative singers, mm -hmm. I feel like Melissa and I have that same thing. Like we know where to go in a song. Like people will sometimes ask us, you know, you guys have, you, you, you have so much variance in how you sing, diff you know, a passage you know, that's similar in music, but you do the passage differently harmonically. How do you guys figure that out? That must take hours. And it doesn't. Hmm. We just intuitively know. We know where we want to start something, where we want to take it, how we want to bring it down, how we want to end it. Um, 
and it's really fun because um, while we've been doing this, we've gone gotten so good at listening to each other and trusting each other's decisions and judgment within a song. You know, we're both type A controlly kind of people. <laughs> so she wants to do her thing and I want to do my thing, but I think we've really gotten good at, at listening. She's done really good. I'm still working at it. <laughs> <laughs> so Melissa, then in, in terms of performance, and I remember that we we shared our first gig, was it in uh, Richmond? Richmond, Illinois or Richland? Yes. Richmond. Okay. Richmond. Yep. Uh, and and at that point, which was about three years ago, you yeah. you were still. Um, I think that that you were confident, um, but I think that there were there were certain aspects of the performance in terms of you know. I think you had said at that point that you added another drum to the kit or something. Like yeah. That. Um, <laughs> so so that being said, uh, when you're performing with Jeff, you know the songs. You guys have rehearsed them. You know them well. Um, do you guys stray from that? And when you do, like, do you stray from the structure? Do you do you, do you draw it out a little bit? And when you do, as Jeff is a multi instrumentalist, what do you watch for the cues off of him? Do you watch his feet? Um, I know that sounds funny to ask, and, and this is a totally you know this is I'm nerding out here. Um, but do you watch his feet? Do you watch his hands? Do you do you, do you guys just have this intuition of knowing, or do you not do that? Do you not stretch the songs out at all? Do you not take a we little bit longer? No, we, we typically don't. I mean, unless one of us screws up and we are like forced to like, <laughs> like prolong something, but uh, <laughs> we, but we typically don't, we stick to the structure of our song. Mm -hmm. We have a, a few songs where we kind of have like alternating parts where like maybe in one setting we'll do, do it this way and then in another setting we'll do it a more prolonged way but we know we know that it's prescribed we we know exactly which songs we would do that for and we're not a jammy mm -hmm. duo we we like to just do the song tell the story and get out move on to the next one so everything's pretty consistent that way but we watch we watch each other mm -hmm. um which is why you know we face each other um, we're all constantly keeping an eye on each other to see what's happening. I, I have to watch him. You know, we do some things on songs where we will try to end our the, our phrase exactly at the same time. Mm -hmm. and a lot of time it's it's based off of when he's going to, you know, do the downstroke on the <laughs> or whatever it's called on the guitar. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'll be watching for that or when we're going to come in at a certain point, like I have to watch where his feet are going or, you know, what he's doing, um, in order to know exactly when to come in with the drums. So it's, you know, I don't have the luxury of, of just sitting in the back of the band and just playing <laughs> my, you know, I really have to pay attention. People who are there to see you, who love you are definitely forgiving and not just of you. I mean, this is a, is a sort of as the universal you, right? So performers that that have fans are are generally forgiving. And if you're there and you're showing that you're having a good time, then everybody's willing to have a good time right along with you. Oh yeah. And you guys aren't. You're not. Yes. You know. You're not. Uh, right. You're not a progressive <laughs> rock band where everybody's going to notice if you're not ending exactly at the right time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned four years ago was when when this sort of began, sort of the impetus. What was what was what did it? What sparked it? Why did you decide four years ago that this is what you were going to do? You know, it was it was funny. We moved here to Lake Geneva. We had been living in Illinois for a long time, and uh, we moved to 
back to Wisconsin. We're both from Wisconsin. And we were, I believe we were at East Troy Bluegrass Festival. We were just, we went there, took the kids and were watching the music and we were sitting in the crowd and kind of watching some mediocre performances. And <laughs> we were like, <laughs> you know, we could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we kind of said to each other. We, we could totally do that. And, and because we, that's how we met. We met in a band men, you know, 15, almost 20 years ago. Hmm. That's how we, um, and we always enjoyed singing with each other. You know, it, it was always something fun that we liked, but we just had gotten out of it. Um, and then we, we went home from that experience and I'm not exactly sure how we like committed to it, but like we decided we were going to put together this little mom and pop band and, um, start learning some songs. And, um, but I had told Jeff at the time that if we were going to do it, there was, I wasn't going to just sit on a stool and sing. Mm -hmm. Like I had to learn how to do something. So I had never played drums before. Um, and he called me up one day and asked if I thought I could learn drums. And I was like, sure, (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll give it a try. So we just went out and bought some stuff and just learned yeah, yeah, it was fun. And I'm a I'm a piano player. Um, you know, I'd never I play guitar, but I I never told anybody. I'd never say I was a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was a I learned the bluegrass style, and I played mandolin, you know, in mm-hmm. a bluegrass band. But um, so we didn't have anything. We didn't have any instruments. No guitar. No drums. No. Sound we had never run a soundboard, <laughs> never owned a microphone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it really was starting from scratch and being in a new region. Like we know nobody, mm-hmm. you know, that's so one of the things that we're really proud of is that when we started, we literally had no connections, you know, like we didn't nobody know someone. Who, oh, you know, we'll get you in we'll get you on this bill. And mm-hmm. so people, you know, that's one thing that we see all the time is, like a new band will sprout up in Milwaukee. The first thing that they do is a, they got a spot on Fox News. And then the next thing they're playing in <laughs> Summerfest, you know, it's like, what? You know, um, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I can't speak for the Milwaukee scene too much. I've, I've had some friends who have been through it or in it, and we've played a few Milwaukee shows. Uh, Milwaukee seems to be unique among most of the state. Um, it's, it's, uh, the competition seems pretty high. The technical aspects seem pretty high. Um, and, and of course I come from a rock, you know, a rock background. Um, so, so that's been really mostly my experience. And, and I think that, you know, having the ability to have maybe that little bit of a physical distance away from there is probably a helpful thing too, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh Yeah. I, I feel like we have a lot of freedom and latitude to do whatever we want to do. Um, you know, we've built this whole wise farm productions thing here. We've got festivals and, you know, concert series and, you know, we've been running live stream, uh, shows from our basement here for five months. Um, we just had a, uh, a bluegrass show in our pole barn, uh, this last weekend, uh, you know, we put up 40 tickets for sale and sold that out. And, you know, so we've just got this nice little rural spot. Just kind of 
hanging out, bringing some art to the area. And um, mm. it's really good. Really feel at peace with everything. And I also feel like we're not competing with anybody. It's another nice thing. Like, we're not a bluegrass band. Mm-hmm. We're not like Jayco. We're not a jam band. You know, we're not an 80s hair band. We're just, <laughs> we're ourselves. And um, we fit a lot of places, which yeah. has been really fun. Like, you know, we can play at a bluegrass show and people like it. Or we can play at a heavier thing at Back Bar in, in uh, Janesville and people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been it's been pretty cool. We just dress a little differently. <laughs> Melissa breaks out the leathers when we go to Jamesville. <laughs> pretty awesome. When you were getting into, you know, when you, you were having this idea, this mom and pop band, we're going to do this. When did you start thinking about branching out into doing, you know, the Wise Farm Productions, the Wise Fest, that aspect of this? When did How did that stuff start to, to come about? Gosh, we had probably be probably been doing things for maybe a couple of years. So our first wise fest was in 2018 hmm. and we did it here at our, on our property. It's the original. And I, the idea was just to, just to see if we could make it work. Like we thought that it was, it's, we've got a beautiful spot here. We've got like five acres and it's, it's really wide open. It's like a big park. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect. It's just the perfect setting. There's plenty of room. There's, you know, we can fit a lot of people in in the space. Um, and we thought we would just see how it went. And it was just a word of mouth thing. It was mm-hmm. like we did it for free. And, you know, we had some stupid thing where people could buy a cup and they could get keg beer all day long. Like it was just <laughs> dumb, but it was so fun. Like somehow that we managed to reach the right people and and had this wonderful group of people actually show up for that one. Hmm. And it just proved to us that there was this appetite in this region for something different. You know, we were so used to going to, you know, we'd, you know, go to any establishment around this area and, and kind of see the same bunch of bands mm-hmm. making this this circuit loop around you know and we're like god there's got to be something better or there's got to people must want to hear something better mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there's no offense against any you know cover bands or anything it's just you know being that we were so getting so um involved in the original music scene we just thought well i thought that there would be an appetite for that here and and there was so then from there it went we we uh you know, decided to do it again. And then it's just grown from there. So, you know, kind of touching back on the songwriting thing, you know, we used to both write bright songs, you know, I, we both would, I'd write lyrics, he'd write lyrics, whatever. And once I started doing the wise farm stuff more, um, it was just kind of, we didn't really talk about it, but it just evolved where I just gave up the songwriting piece I just let Jeff do that. He's he's so much better at it than me. He's really fast at it. And I just focus on the wise farm stuff. And it it, it works out perfect. You know, 
I let he he gets to come up with whatever musical ideas he wants, and he doesn't question me when I plan <laughs> events. So yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, <laughs> beautiful. you know that is a, that is a good partnership in in so much as to say that it's hard for a, a solo artist, or oftentimes a band is maybe driven by one person. Right, you have your chief mm-hmm. songwriter and the person who's who's you know kind of the driving force behind the band, and that marriage of um, I always say art and commerce, but you know, that, that marriage of, of music and business, right. is sometimes yeah. hard to come out of one person. It's yeah. almost as if, as if one or the other is going to suffer. So you guys have that advantage of having one person, you know, whether or not it was an actual spoken thing, or it was just an agreement that you, that you both settled into. One person is taking care of the, the art aspect of it. And the other person is taking care of the promotion aspect of it. Yep. That's kind of nice. It is nice. I mean, and, and, you know, while, you know, we say Jeff, Jeff writes all the songs. I mean, I, I certainly have a, a role in, in all of it. You mm-hmm. know, like we talked about, you know, I create my own part for what I'm going to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I follow him. I create a part. Obviously I create all the drum parts. Um, I kind of decide if we're going to do harmonica on a song. Mm-hmm. So there's things that I, I have to do in order for the song to come together and be complete. Yeah. And just so, and uh, there's things that I do with wise farm, you know, yep. mm-hmm. support. We we've all learned our roles and I, I think you put it astutely. Um, yeah. It, when you have a partnership like this, whether it's spoken or unspoken, it really is important for everybody to define their roles and to, and so if she's, you know, when, so when she's deciding what bands are going to be at, at the festivals or, mm-hmm. or any of the concert series, I don't question it. Never, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, you know, my job is to make sure tables and sound and lights and, you know, Jeff garbage. always orders the porta potties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always in charge of that. I was yeah. gonna say you guys are you guys were pretty brave to have that first festival on your own land. <laughs> yeah, brave is uh, mentioning porta potties. Just that there was some uh, forethought put into it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But okay, so that's how the first one went. Is that obviously twenty twenty was was you had postponed it kind of indefinitely, and then it ended up being unfortunate like most other music festivals not happening so but was it going to be on your property has it maintained that or have you moved it somewhere else since the first year no it was going to be at the fairgrounds again so the second one was at the fairgrounds in in elkhorn so the walworth county fairgrounds Mm -hmm. 2019 and for 2020 we had it planned for being in the in the fairgrounds again Hmm. um and then obviously that didn't happen. So for this year, uh, we are going to do it again, but we are going to keep it smaller hmm. and we're going to do it here again. Um, it's a, it, we can control how, it, what we want for attendance, you know, it's, um, and at the fairgrounds, it's, it's, it's really nice there, but it's, it's difficult. It's a lot more difficult to, um, control the people that come, it's, it's, you know, frankly, it's, it's a lot more expensive to do it there sure. than here. And it's, uh, you know, we've just realized that it's, you know, bigger isn't always better mm-hmm. you know? and it's really, 
more about creating an experience for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've been able to do that here with how we set things up mm-hmm. and it's, it's, uh, yeah. So we'll see, and we'll see what, what happens after this year, but I think, you know, 2021 is still one of these kind of up in the air years. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things that happen, but I don't know, you know, about festivals and whatnot, you know, I mean, we're playing for quite, for quite a few things, but, um, you know, it's hard to say what, what the fall is going to be like, you know? Yeah. I refuse to do any indoor shows until, um, fully vaccinated. And that that's because a year ago, this last October, my parents moved in with me. They're both 79 years old. And I just I, I did not want to have the responsibility oh, yeah. of, of bringing that sort of exposure home. Now, they've been vaccinated, uh, both shots, and, and they're great. They, they never had an issue with it. I had contracted COVID back in September, went through it thankfully didn't pass yeah. it on but having experienced i said definitely i wasn't going to do anything that was going to put anybody else at risk until i yeah. knew that that i was covered now that doesn't exclude anything i mean i've already gone through one round of shots and so the the second round is coming up here in a, in about three weeks um but that said you know i it seems to me like there are a number of local acts that are not available any longer or making themselves very scarce because it's just there's there's not enough shows making it worth the risk for some and you know for and i'm speaking of of here where we're at in in sauk mm-hmm. county um and i don't know that for as much as everybody wants to get out and see live music, I don't know that for some people it's worth the risk to do that either. You know, right. so it, it's a hard, it's a hard balancing act. Yep. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, there's a lot of people that are questioning whether, you know, people that are event organizers, you know, there's a lot of people still questioning whether, whether they can or should do something this summer. And I, you know, also there's the whole, the whole thing with, with sponsorships for events, you know, mm-hmm. people that are dependent on, on sponsors for events. It's, this is just going to be a really weird year for people because businesses haven't, most businesses haven't done real great this last year either. So it's a little hard to, um, jump right back in and throw money at. <laughs> whatnot. Alex, one of the cool things is that, um, we've built this thing where, we sell music and not beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. People are willing to pay 25 bucks to come and see something and they bring their own beer. So, you know, we've shifted the focus to selling music and we're really, it, it warms our hearts to see people lay down 25 bucks to come see a show, mm-hmm. you know, where in the past, if you think about, well, should we cover charge a cover? Well, what's too much? You know, what are people, Seven is that too much? Ten, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people realize it. Well, okay, we don't have to pay for beer, we'll pay for the music, and mm-hmm. that that's been a really good thing for yep. us. That's that's been great. So, so as as we're talking here, it's kind of dawning on me. Some would say, some would say that it's been organic. I don't know if organic is is the term, 
but it, it seems more intuitive. Okay, so you're both musicians and you've been musicians for the greater part of your lives. You get together, you embark upon this new thing, not knowing how you're going to do it, playing instruments that you guys didn't normally play, right? Yeah. Then that kind of morphed into playing original music. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a, a, a new a new area, new era that you're getting into. You said didn't even know how to set up a soundboard. Okay. Right. Then yeah. you guys then you guys host a festival. Yeah. Which was something that I'm assuming sounding it sounds as though no. it's something you never did. All right. And then now about half a year ago you started doing these these live shows from from your place. I don't know if it started out this way right away, but I know that that it wasn't too long after that that you started bringing in musicians outside musicians to perform. Yeah. What made you think you could do that? Yeah, good good question. <laughs> well, um so because you guys, you guys have, have done whatever you wanted to up to this point, I guess. That's probably the answer, yeah, right? Why, why not? I mean, it, <laughs> like, just try it. If it's, if it's something, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, you know, it's always worth a try. And, like, this year has been really interesting because, you know, we, obviously, we, you know, last year, everything got canceled. You know, all of our plans got canceled. Um, we had just finished up our winter concert series that we had done at the House of Music mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then COVID hit. Like, I think that was our that last weekend of performing was that weekend that we we did the finale with Craig Bauman. OK. And, uh, you know, from there, it was like, oh, my God, it's just kind of this panic mode. I, everybody felt it. Um, and, yeah, we learned how to do live streams of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we it took us, gosh, probably about a month just to figure out how to do something decent with like a camera and good audio. And well, yeah, that included <laughs> buying a digital mixer, mm-hmm. yep. you know, which we did not have learning how to use that and then learning about the streaming platforms, OBS, yep. mm-hmm. how to how to use that with our camera. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, because we wanted to we felt like we needed to do something because I think, you know, it was this loss of identity so suddenly mm-hmm. you know with huge schedule already planned we you know we were supposed to be doing all these performances and then it could it all got taken away and it was it was really yeah I think it was panic inducing I think a lot of people felt that so so we learned how to do that um and then I realized right away that I, I was like just in talking to friends and, and people that would typically come to the events that we throw or whatever that there still was this appetite for some stuff. Mm -hmm. So we actually hosted, so one of our festivals that we do is called Feed Your Head Fest, and it's actually our friend Tim Townsend's event. He owns the Black Circle Records in Lake Geneva. Mm -hmm. And we hosted that here, but we did it with, um, we did it all virtually. So we had a handful of bands actually come and do their live stream from here. We did it outside. Um, We ran the stream it went really well. We invited, you know, like 25 of our closest friends over to just watch from our yard. And it went, it was perfect. Like everybody just spread out. Like everybody felt really great. Um, the people that, that did come were so thankful to have that. Um, and you know, we were able to do it in a responsible way. So then we 
we planned to, we did a couple more last summer where we would have bands out here outside and people would come give donations for the bands. And it, it, it was really responsible. People did like, there was plenty of room for everybody to spread out so we could have the music, but still allow people a chance to um, feel safe. So that went really well. And then the summer came to an end and I thought, I don't, I'm going to just die this winter if I don't have some sort of entertainment. And by that time, we had decided that we weren't doing live streams anymore. We just hated it. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're not doing it. So then I decided that we'd do this brews and tunes thing. Um, but we'd invite a band, one of our friends over, and have them stream from our basement. And we have had Kevin Schwartz from Instrumental Motion run the live streams for us. And, and we did it pretty much every Saturday since November up until two last weekend. Hmm. Uh, it was so fun. And we'd have the same like five people come over, like our core group of people mm-hmm. <laughs> would come every Saturday, watch the band, we'd stream it. We'd have like a themed food night. And <laughs> it was just, it was the way, it was a way for us to um, just stay sane over the winter. Um, it wasn't like, you know, it's not like, you know, live streams had kind of lost their appeal, I think, mm-hmm. toward, you know, throughout the year. So it's not like we were getting tons and tons of viewers on, on some of these streams, but it just um, helped us to just kind of stay out there and visible and like, you know, really show that we were trying to support people and um, and support the bands, give the bands an opportunity to, to, to play, even if it is in a basement. You know, it, mm-hmm. it it went really well. But to uh, answer your question, Alex, mm-hmm. um, what made you think you could do that? Mm-hmm. So Melissa is a organizational freak of nature. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she is capable of doing the work of ten people. Seriously, she and she does this in her career. You know, she just knows how to get stuff done and get it done fast. She's a beast of a, a communicator. So she, you know, you know, throughout all of this, it's really, you know, it's been so synergistic, the the melding of Wise Jennings with Wise Farm Productions. Because mm-hmm. we've met so many people and, and created connections that are valuable on both sides of the equation, you know, for us. And you know, she knows people now all over the Midwest, you know, agents and bands and, you know, contacts. And um, she's constantly wheeling and dealing and talking about the next show. And she always says that she's addicted to it. I am. But I'll tell you another thing. And I, I know you know this, Alex, but, you know, <clears throat> you, there is a lot of doubt that's gone into every single thing that we've done. <laughs> You know, and but when you, you know, if you're going to put yourself out there and we've learned this, when when we put ourselves out there, we say to ourselves, well, if we're not if we don't believe in what we're doing in ourselves, who is? And I know it sounds really cliche, but, you know, we just go at everything, songwriting, performing, trying to get gigs, trying to line up shows, festivals as if we are the shit and like, you know, and that's where we're headed. Like we want to be 
the biggest, the baddest, the brightest, the funnest, the dopest, you know, at everything we do. And, and we know we don't always meet the mark, but I, that's kind of our, it's like, let's just go for it. In fact, we are still suffering from this inferiority complex as a band. And there's a lot of people in venues that we haven't reached out to, quite frankly, because we just figure, who the heck are we, you know? And um, and this this year, I just woke up one morning and made a cup of coffee. So I'm writing to all these people. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna put it out there. Mm -hmm. And once you know it, we heard back from these people. You know, like we've got responses and like, oh yeah, why it's Jenny? It's great. Love to have you. It's like, what? Oh, okay. Um, so it it takes a leap of faith and and some, you know, a little bit of fearlessness. And but we both in our lives prior to this have done professionally very similar things hmm. we've all we've both been outside of the box people really created our own careers and and done well for ourselves so you know we're no stranger to hard work and and both of us can like we can push a lot of dirt we're, we're pretty uh, pretty capable pretty energetic and you know i don't think there's anything in life that we've ever looked at and thought we can't do that, you know, outside of all-star wrestling <laughs> and a marathon. Well, if, you know, if as a band you've suffered an inferiority complex, you certainly haven't suffered uh, an identity complex at all. It doesn't seem like, I mean, there's, there's some, you know, there's some definitiveness in terms of some songs might be a little bit different, you know, uh, as far as, um, you know, you can't say that you've heard one Wise Jennings song and you've heard them all. So I will yeah. give you that. But but you definitely, you seem to know your audience. You seem to know your strengths. Yeah, that's that's a really, again, a really super intuitive point to the identity piece. Um, by the way, we wouldn't be yammering on about ourselves if you didn't ask us to yammer on about ourselves, okay? <laughs> this is not natural for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, you know, as far as identity goes, uh, we've I think we we finally get who we are. I think we've kind of come into our own in the past year, year and a half, like knowing who we are, what we're striving for, and you're right. If you listen to our albums, um, you know, we re just released our fourth album here this spring, but there's stylistic smattering and part of that is because we're new to songwriting mm -hmm. and you know we i think we kind of had something in our mind as far as how we wanted to sound but finding you know writing songs to our strengths that that uh, vibe with the people that like us and follow us that fit us that fit our identity mm -hmm. um oddly enough it's it's, you know, while it's become more in focus of who we are artistically and, and how we identify ourselves as a band, it's now become more challenging because now I'm, I'm, I'm zeroing in on the target with the songwriting. It's like, you know, I just wrote five beautiful songs and we're never going to do any of them because <laughs> mm, 
they're just not really wise Jennings songs. And there's, you know, we've realized we've got to have something a little twisted, a little dark, a little bittersweet about kind of everything that we do. Um, so that's a great question, Alex. You're a great interviewer, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, I, I practice in the mirror. Um, <laughs> it, it, the material that you're redlining, um, are you still recording them? Do you still oh, record them? Yeah, we're, we're going to do that this year. We're, um, we're going to take the time. You know, we've got a little Zoom digital handheld down here. Uh, we're going to record everything that we're not recording. Mm-hmm. And so we have, because we've let a lot of stuff go by the wayside over the years and mm-hmm. not, you know, I look at the lyrics and go, what the hell is this? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we're starting recording our, uh, our fifth album here in may um so uh you know it's it this last one took a long time to get out um so we're gonna get ahead of the game this time and and see if we can be releasing number five um by the way uh the cool thing that happened for us that over over this pandemic instead of us streaming ourselves mm-hmm. we decided we would create videos for each of our re- song releases on our album, mm-hmm. which was great because we were able to control content and build a legacy for ourselves of what Wise Jennings is all about. And I really felt like we were able to utilize the whole shutdown as a way of catching up to ourselves. Like we knew how we wanted people to see us, mm-hmm. but we needed we needed a year to to do that to put that out and um quite frankly i'm so glad we got a chance just to stop playing because it took a ton of time and a ton of effort just to get get the album out to you know we create all the videos in our basement with a gopro and Mm -hmm. we use um adobe premiere pro is for the video editing software um but you know we had to learn all that yeah we had (laughs) Of course. We're not tech people, you know, like Mm -hmm. it it was, but it's just one of those things where we we're like, well, we can't afford to hire somebody to, to do a bunch of music videos for us, but maybe we should just learn how to do this ourselves. And it's been super fun. (laughs) It's it's been a a lot more fun than doing live streams and and we get to be creative and express ourselves in a different way. It's so fun. Um, It's been so fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, as a as a uh, as a fan and and as a friend, um, we're not in this conversation for me to give you any advice. But uh, yeah, those songs that you're not going to do, get them down. And even if you put them somewhere so that five years from now you put them out there, I think I think that I think that would really be a good service to yourselves. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just throwing that out there for you. You know, you didn't ask for it, but I'm just saying get them down. I know. We need to do that. We we have not been good about doing that in yeah. the past, and we. It's good advice, that. Alex. Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I had mentioned that my parents had had moved in, and they're they're in the process of selling their home. So they've been here. They've had all the things that they have that they're that they're living with. You know, their their clothing and and things of that nature. But their home, which is on the other side of our town here, had 
so many things still in them. And, and so during this pandemic year, we've been moving everything over here and, and uh, purging out the things that we have access of. And that's kind of caught like wildfire here in the house. So in my studio in the basement, I've gone through some of the, the things that I have down there. And I thought, you know, I don't need this flyer anymore. I'm going to scan this flyer so that I have a digital copy of the flyer of our first show back in 99 sort of thing. And I came across a binder an actual three ring binder full of songs, just full of them. And like you had mentioned, Jeff, I couldn't even begin to tell you, I couldn't begin to tell you of something that was written in 98 or 97, how how it went. I mean, in some of them, I even had chord progressions, you know, over the top of the lyrics and yeah, I, I couldn't begin to do it. And, and I regret not having some sort of, you know, audio copy of that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is probably great timing because of you telling us this, because we actually have some time right now. Um, we need to do that. Yep. Thanks, buddy. No, no. Believe me. <laughs> really? I just wanted to get to two more quick things here. One, uh, how old are the boys? 14 and 10. Are they still fans at 14 and 10? No. <laughs> they don't hate what we do, but they're, you know, if given a choice, like, Oh, do you want to come to, to to the show with us? They're like, yeah, no, no, not interested. So, um, but they, it's uh, the funny thing is our oldest is in is in band. Mm-hmm. He plays trombone. He's a mean trombone player, and he he actually had a solo on on one of our songs on the the album that we just released. Nice. Uh, but uh, his band teacher is is a good friend of ours now, um, Amanda, and she's she. Uh, will play Wise Jennings songs for the students when they walk into class. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't get embarrassed. Nice. Because I asked her, I said, is he just mortified? And she's like, no, he, he's fine. And and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty cool that he, he wouldn't be mortified by the fact that she's playing Wise Jennings music. But so that's kind of cute. And our little one is he's starting drums. So he's taking drum lessons right now and he's picking it up really good and so i'm i'm proud that he chose the drums as his instrument so that's cool you've not put either of the two of them to work as roadies for you uh no i wish man not yet (laughs) well the 14 year old my son uh who's now 18 when he was uh oh gosh anywhere in between 12 and and well i'll tell you after 12, he was a great roadie, learned the right way to coil cables, uh, could yeah. lift many things. Once he got his driver's license, though, it was gone. It, he, he was, <laughs> it just that's it, you know. It's like, hey, you want to come to the, you know, to the Dells this weekend? No. You know, the voice changed. Has <laughs> that changed since he's gotten older? Uh, no, actually, now he's he's just home even less. <laughs> uh so yeah Yeah. well he's the last in the house um so yeah it you know it's well i have i have two and Lori has two and uh laurie's two are are the older of the two so they're 27 and uh 28 this year not quite yet and then my daughter is 22 and my son is 18 Oh, wow. So, you know, it, it seems like you guys had, had done this as well. You know, there was a time when I was younger and I was really trying to, uh, you know, get some traction as far as music was concerned. And then family life 
came along. And then I, I really felt like um, I needed to prioritize, you know, the family. And I, yeah. and, and so I did do that. But then as, as my kids got old enough to where it was okay for me to start picking up some gigs every other weekend or that sort of thing. And, and so I was able to do that sort of thing. Those years in between, um, I didn't really feel like I had, had missed out on anything because I was really feeling fulfilled just, you know, having the family. Yeah. But, but then yeah. when, when I was able to get back into it, I, I, I had this different level of maturity, like, you know, I, I didn't feel like I needed to be somebody else on the stage. I didn't feel like I needed to perform in a certain way. You know, I, I felt more comfortable in my own skin. And I think that parenting actually did something six years ago is when I started uh, working with Jake, you know, uh, five years ago, I started working with Jake. And then that just brought my musicianship to a whole different level. Because much like you guys, I, I was playing an instrument I'd never played before. So it really what? gave me. Yeah, I'd never played bass before uh, playing oh, I, Jake. Wow. And so I, um, so once I started playing with him, not only did it did it step up my musicianship in terms of like I really needed to learn a new instrument, but I also needed to keep up with this twenty four year old guy, yeah. 20, 23 year old guy, you know, which. Which, as we all know, is is you know not a, not an easy an easy task. Thankfully, he was gracious with me and you know gave oh, me the opportunity. Man. I don't think I could do it. I probably I'd have a hard time. You know, you know what? You could do it. You could do it. Both of you could do it. But here's the thing: when you hit that last set, that last song of the set, yeah, um, yeah, that's there's there's no better relief <laughs> than surviving three hours of a Jayco performance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys know what it's like. You, you've played, you know, you've played those, those outdoor 90 degree shows. It's, it's like that yeah. all the time. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then the other thing that I wanted to get to quickly here, um, and I, I, you know, I, I don't mean to take up a whole evening for you guys, but I've really, really enjoyed this. Oh no, this yeah. is so much fun, Alex. Um, when in in terms of of the live stream thing and and Melissa you mentioned this you know it seemed like live streaming was kind of petering out and in some instances i think that's true as i'd mentioned earlier i think that people um you know there were some people that that you have your party bands right and that's their that's their social outlet and they're getting out and there that's their opportunity to have drinks with people and have a good time and that was taken away from them and kind of mm -hmm. lose their their substance then right and it's kind of like oh yep. you know it's easier for me to stay on the couch than it is for me to try and get something going and you know maybe some people have tried to do one or two live streams here or there and and you know what makes theirs any different than anybody else's but I noticed that you guys have really paid attention to honoring the performers. And I think that that's what sets your live stream performances and the recordings thereafter that, that you've dispersed for the performers. That really has set you guys aside. It's really professional. It's real. It's a real yep. thing. And and I think that that your your not necessarily your love of those musicians or their music, although that's there, but your love of music really shows through in what you're doing. And I think yeah. that's what sets that sets your productions 
you know, in a different level. Alex. Yeah, you get it. Seriously, man. You are one intuitive person. Because I'll just say this and I'll let her talk because this is her thing. But we say this all the time. Wise Farm is about promoting and connecting other musicians. And it's not about promoting Jeff and Melissa or Wise Jennings. It's exact. You hit it on the damn head. I mean, why do we hire somebody to bring in five high quality cameras because we want it to be excellent for them? Why do we put so much attention into sound? We care about the musician. We want them to have an awesome experience. Yeah, we want them. You know, I, I joked around a lot just saying, well, this was, I did this for selfish reasons, you know, so I could get to have a, a band come to my house and whatever. <laughs> but I wanted, I, I really wanted it to be a really good experience for the people that we had come perform. Mm-hmm. You know, it really was asking a, a lot for people. I mean, and, and the, the people that we had were really eager to do it and really happy to do it. But in a lot of ways, it still was asking a lot of them. You know, this was in the midst of, you know, co- bad COVID stuff. Um, so we had to be careful with it, but we wanted it to be a great experience for them so that when they, when it was done, you know, they got to have a night where they were performing for, even if it's just a handful of people, people that will actually clap for them. And the, the production quality is, is good so that they have something that they can walk away with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, then take that content, share it to their pages let their fans see it and, and it and they've got it you know it's it's we're doing it for them and it's you know um it's just important to us we we try to treat other musicians the way that we would want to be treated you know and i think because we're musicians we we've been in those situations where things really sucked <laughs> people were jerks you know like we don't want to do that. Like we, we want to give people the right experience and give them, um, a new kind of crowd of people to perform for and hopefully gain some new fans. You know, it's, it's what we would have wanted when we were starting out, you know, or even still, you know, it's, it's just, it's important for us all to support one another. You know, I I don't feel it's all, I think that it's easy to get in this competition mode, with people and naturally things, it's natural that this is a, a competitive business. You know, we're all kind of vying for very limited spots at festivals and we're trying to get into all these, these venues that only have so many <laughs> <laughs> bands that they can have or whatnot. But you, you know, you, you're going to get yourself way further ahead if you're supportive of other musicians and try to help others. Um, then if you're, just taking from people and I feel really strongly about trying to give back to our community the the best way that that we can you know and and I I'm really good at organizing stuff so the way that I can give back is to um put together interesting events and and have people come perform at them so I'm happy to do it and I'm happy that people enjoyed it People who are listening that would like to find out more about you guys, more about the band, more about Wise Productions, more about 
the uh, the Wise Farm Jam. What is the official term for that? Wise Fest. Wise Fest. Where can they go? How can they find these things out? Um, our website, wisejennings.com, or Facebook is a really great place. We're pretty active on, on Facebook, so just search for Wise Jennings or Wise Farm Productions, and we'll pop right up. Um, yeah. Yep. That's where I'd send people. We got a lot of fun and exciting stuff coming up this summer. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, we've got Feed Your Head Fest again. We've got Melissa's album, re- album release show. Album release show that's going to feature two really spectacular bands playing with us. We've got Melissa's Birthday Bash, which has, <laughs> again, two other, like, huge acts. And then Wise Fest. Wise Fest. And... And then we've got a lot of shows all around Wisconsin. You know, we're we're playing in. We've got a show coming up in in uh, Green Lake, Wisconsin, at the Thrasher Opera House, mm-hmm. um, the end of April. Um, and um, and we've got a show before that the weekend before down in, in Central Illinois at a campground. But we're playing in uh, Kenosha and and uh, Racine and. Uh, Trempolo and the Driftless region and in the Fox River Valley this year. Wisconsin so. Dells. Wisconsin times, Dells. Yeah. So we will be out and about so people can catch us. And um, yeah, we're hoping to, we're lo- really looking forward to seeing people this summer. Well, it's hard not to refer to the both of you together, of course, because as the band, as a couple, you're together. But I want you both to know individually, together, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you guys do. I think that you're you're terrific. I appreciate the both of you as people. I appreciate the both of you as a couple as musicians. I think that it's a ama- it's an amazing thing what you're doing, uh, just for the area, for the musicians, for the artists, and uh, I hope that you know that that it is making a difference. Thank you. We appreciate That's that. That's such a lovely Thank sound. You. Thank you, man. <laughs> you're so sweet. Thanks for coming, you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Jennings shows coming up in May. I know for a fact that they will be playing at the Whiskey Ranch in Delavan on May 15th. On the 29th, they will be at Papa's Blue Spruce Resort with our good buddy Derek Romnerace. Into June, they're playing at the Glacier Valley Music Fest over the weekend of June 11 and 12. And June 19, they're playing at the Feed Your Head Fest on the farm. Feed Your Head on the Farm. Feed Your Head on the farm. So there's a lot more than that. Those are the ones that are coming up really quickly here as I do a scan. But you can definitely check them out. They've given you the information on how to find them. Go to their sites, wisejennings.com. They're great. Aren't they great? I mean, you listened, you heard. They're great people. And they play great music. So check them out for sure. I want to take a moment here and I want to wish... A good friend of mine, well, he recently had surgery, 
and I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but I'm hoping that his health is going to improve and things are going to be on the mend for him. Uh, my heart goes out to Brian Beebe, just a great, great guy. I have spent a lot of time with him over the years, gone and see him perform, and Lori and I have just enjoyed every moment with him. So... Brian, I don't know that you listen to the podcast. I do know that some of your fans and friends do. And so anybody who's able to get in touch with him, please do so. Just let him know that he's loved. I know he's not been on Facebook for a while. He's backed away from that, and that's all well and good. But the word does get out to him. So, yeah, Brian, all the best to you. I really, really hope that things are going to turn around for you. I look forward to hearing you perform again, and I love you. So, yeah, I'm going to throw that out there, too. Anyway, guys, 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 thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting the podcast. The Porter Notes podcast is here. We try to get these out every couple of weeks or so. Got it thrown a little bit because of Easter, but we're going to be back on the scene here every two weeks or so. So check it out. Tell your friends. Go to porternotes.com, and that's a great way to see what we've got going on, anything that's new. The website has been changing a little bit, just adjusting some things, putting some new things in there, stuff pertaining to my music page and things like that. So enjoy. Enjoy. Have a great day. Do feel free to send me an email, porternotes at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any comments, do go over to the section if you're listening via iTunes right now where you can rate and review. That is huge. Please do that. I'm not going to tell you how you should rate us, but you can go all the way up to five stars. And a review would really be helpful because the ratings do show up in some metrics somewhere, but they don't really show up to the public until you review the podcast and please listen to some of the episodes some of the other episodes that we have and let people know what you like about the show alrighty so until next time this is Alex everybody out there please take care of each other take care of yourself taking care of yourself does take care of each other remember like when you're in an airplane and they tell you you know put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you assist others well Get out there and get that shot, and that's going to assist others too. So, all right. Peace and love, everybody. 